Well, we have a, a wonderful joy and privilege this morning to sit under the tutelage <laughs> of Mel. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, Mel's going to come and speak, and I know that God's placed something on her heart, and so thank you, Mel. Thanks, Kimmy. Thanks. Well, you know, some days you're ready to preach and some days you're not, right? When they asked me to preach, I was like, oh yeah, sign me up. That's going to be great. And then they said, it's about the Psalms. And I'm like, I know exactly which one I'm going to preach on. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Bryce, do you remember which one I'm going to preach on? Yeah, Psalm 91. There you go. And I was all excited and everything because it's November. And in November, we for sure need a little bit of a mental health pick-me-up, you know. And Psalm 91 has always been my mental health chapter. I use it all the time. I sit there and by night and by day, I meditate on it because it's just so cool that God knew exactly what we needed when we have mental health challenges. And, you know, November being, well, past October (laughs) and heading into December, okay? Like, I kind of worked it out. 32 days until exams as of tomorrow. Well, I had to rally the troops, right? I had to rally the troops. I had to mention that. You only have 38 more days of meals in the cafeteria. That equals 114 meals if you eat three times a day. But some of you are already only eating two meals a day. So sign you up, okay? They've been doing a great job in there, but remember, mom's home cooking is coming soon. That's right. Chapels, not many, okay? Not many at all. There's only nine after this. How did we get to nine? And you might want to know how I figured that out. There's only three more regular Wednesday chapels. There's only three more Monday chapels after this. There's only two Thursdays because community groups finish on the 15th. Okay, take note, take note, get excited about the fact that you've got two more community groups to get to. And then you have one more ARC tonight, and then you have a banquet. Ta-da! All right? So, ooh, zoom, zoom, okay? Zoom, zoom. Okay? And then those classes that you're so addicted to, because you wouldn't miss them for anything... Okay, you have five blocked ones left if you have them not on a Monday. If you have a Monday block, you only have four left. You better get there, okay? You, so for some of you, you better get there. You could, you, could, you could be thinking, okay, only four more. I can for sure get there. That's the hope, right? Okay, and then... For teachers, I didn't want you to be instructors. I didn't want you to be left out. We have um, at least 3,000 items to mark before. (laughs) 3,000. I personally have 219 left to mark before it's all over. Okay? So, you know, November has different meanings for everybody. Okay? And so, I just thought that uh, 
you know, Psalms 91 would be very applicable to share and kind of just uh, help you this morning. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, which means them giving back to you what it is that they have taken. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for this reminder this morning. I thank you for the fact that so many years ago, these words were written and they still mean just as much to each of us this morning in terms of what our position is in you and how much you are there for us and what it is that you want us to do with who you are as our savior. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to look very far to, to have uh, peace, to have a quickening of our strength. And to have things we can do to help us through the day. So, Father, as I break this down, I just pray that you would um, just reach into each heart. And just place your healing, quieting, comforting balm upon it. Because we all have different things that we're going through. And, Lord, uh, bless your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So I love Psalm 91 because the first two verses where it says he that dwells in the shelter of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Uh, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust is because there's a thing in counseling and it's called like if a person comes into a counselor stress, one of the first things that we do is we help them picture a safe place. That that's, that's a, kind of a technique or a skill that we try to give a person like what would be a safe place for you it, as you think inside what where where could you go what would be some people call it the happy place okay uh, a lot of the therapists go no no it's not a happy place because happy is relative okay and and there could be good days and there could be days that there is no happiness but where is a safe calm place 
for a person to go. And in Psalm 91, God gives us that. We can picture this any time, regardless of what it is that we're going through. And, we're, and that place is abiding in him, in the shelter of the Most High, close to him, comforted by him. It says further on in the scripture that, you know, he comes and he, he takes his pinions. Anybody ever wonder what a pinion is? It's, it's you know, the, the, the part of the, the bird feather where, you know, they just kind of, the mama bird comes and puts her wing around the child or the, the, the baby bird. And we'd get to sit there. Now, I don't know about you, but like I did a doctorate a few years ago. And there... <laughs> Yay. Okay. And, and I was doing a paper. I know you can relate to me on that. Okay. And, and I was so frustrated by the paper that I had to do that I had to picture this a lot. I had to picture being with the Lord, him there, him helping me, him, uh, you know, covering me with his wings and me, abiding there because sometimes I would get so stressed out. Okay. I asked my son, Alfie, if I could share this, um, illustration uh, or this story from his life. He, he has this math class and, um, so he, he can understand stress in academics as well. And I know a lot of you are having stress in academics. Part of it is just finding the time to do it, but he was having a hard time finding time to do it as well. And he was just getting grumpier and grumpier. And I don't know if you have noticed with your roommates and everything that November notoriously is grumpy month. Okay. It's like all grace has gone out the window. All ability to be calm and, 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 and cool and collected and giving and forgiving and gracious is, is, is just getting to be to the minimum because we're all have these stresses around us. And, and he was feeling that because he was uh, um, not producing as he wanted to. He only had 88% in the class, and that was only 1% more than the class average. And he was just so embarrassed. And I thought, okay. And so he was getting grumpier and grumpier. And I said, Alfie, what's going on? And he goes, well, I'm just dumb. I'm just stupid. And I go, you're not dumb. You're not stupid. I said, he goes, 88, mom, 88. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, well, could you, could you think maybe that's 12%? Like, you, you know, you're only like, you know, 88, 12% wrong. That's it. 88, right? Glass half full, 88, right? And he goes, I'm so stupid. I go, well, you know, if it's bugging you that much, bud, we can get you a tutor. Oh, then that would make me really stupid. How come every time we're up against academics, the last thing we want to do is get help? We need to get, okay. So I said to him, dude, we can get you a tutor. No, that would mean that I really am stupid. That'd be the worst thing. And he's just getting grumpier and grumpier. So I'm just staring at him in his room. He's there in the chair. And I'm just staring at him like, I don't know what to do. And, and uh, all of a sudden he goes, I says, 
Math isn't everything. If you don't get perfect, it doesn't define your life. You'll just find something else to do. A lot of people hate math. <laughs> and he goes, and all of a sudden he goes, and, and, and I'm like, I was thankful it was only like one, 1,000, two, 1,000, because then he like shuts down. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And so I, I went up to him and I, and I put my arm around him and I said something like this. I said, because I had just meditated on Psalm 91. And, and I think it's what God wants to say to a lot of us this morning. If, if, you know, depending on where you're at, I see you. I hear you. I understand how big this is for you. I am glad to be with you and treat your weakness tenderly. I can do something about what you're going through. Just give it to me. You know, the second part of the verse is talk about all the evil that can befall us. And, and, you know, here at school, sometimes that evil doesn't look like deadly pestilence. Although if you get the dorm plague, it can. Okay. Um, it doesn't, look like the snare of the fowler because I looked that up and that's a bird hunter. But some of you can feel hunted. Just, you know, don't hand in a form and you can feel hunted. And, you know, some of you, like, there's no snakes around here, but some of the words that come out of other people's mouths sure feel like you've been hit by a venomous snake. Okay. So he says he's there through all of that. He says that he will be with us through all that. It says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. I think the the part where we fall short, though, is we're not doing sometimes when it comes to like, okay, we can picture the safe place. We know God is there. But in November, especially, like, I don't know if you guys realize that November can be breakup month. Did you guys know that? I've had more conversations, not this year, not, not this year, but... In years past, I've had more conversations in November about, should I go on with this relationship? And that's because, you know, everybody's at the end of their energy. Okay, everybody's cranky. Everybody's grumpy. Everybody's trying to draw from their own source. Like, even as I was preparing this, this, uh, this sermon, I'd been asked a long time ago, I... Knew where I was going to be preaching on. See, this, this is like how some of your responsibilities roll out, right? <laughs> uh, you know where I'm heading with this. Um, and then all of a sudden, some crises happened. And I wasn't a crisis 
happened. And I wasn't able to, to like get on it as much as, as I wanted to. I couldn't nail it like I wanted to. And then more crises happened. And then I was like, okay, this weekend, I'll sit, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just nail it. I'll nail it down this weekend. And then my poor little Alfie, who, you know, he went for some oral, I didn't know it was oral surgery. I'm such a good mother. Okay. Um, (laughs) He went to the dentist and he comes back and he's got this. So I'm like on oral surgery watch all weekend, you know, and it's like, we, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, I, uh, I'm still a little scrambled about all this. I know what you want to say to your people. I know where you want me to gain this, your word from, but I'm feeling a little scattered. You see also something else that happened last week. Cause you know, talks about all these different weird things that can happen to us. Some of you, your cars broke down. Some of you, there's things happening at home. Some of you, there's, you know, relationship problems in the dorm. Some of you, there's like other, other people are going weird. So you're being pulled along with it, you know, kind of thing. And, and it's like, it's November and we don't have a lot of energy for a lot of this extra stuff. Besides, we got tons of stuff that is due. Okay. So we're all in the same place basically. And you know, you, you have an, another thing coming, which, you know, was helping my son, you know, because he can't eat or anything like that. And helping with his, you know, getting him stuff and just nurturing him so he doesn't feel alone. And I said to the Lord, what's going to happen? And you know what he said to me? He goes, well, you're preaching on I'm your safe place. And I'm there for you during troubles. And the third part, you're forgetting. And I'm like, yeah, Mel, the third part you're forgetting. It's called HKC. And I'm like, HKC, 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 HKC. He goes, yeah, you're trying to do it all on your own strength. You're trying to like make what I'm supposed to be doing in their hearts through the power of my Holy Spirit happen with just your wise words. And HKC is in verses 14, 15, and 16, the the rest of the psalm. And H stands for hold fast. K stands for know his name. And C stands for call for him. And in November, in any other month, like in, especially in November, you got to be HKCing him a lot. It, it, it's got to become like, like how many uh, people play instruments in here? Okay. And how many people are sports people? So you know all about muscle memory, right? This HKC thing has to become like muscle memory. It, it's like. Because he, hold fast, he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. Okay, H, hold fast. When he, I will protect him because he knows my name. K, n- know him. And of course, part of knowing him is knowing that he cares for us. That he uh, wants us to draw near. That he is a safe place. That 
he will um, protect us from the snare of the fowler. And all of those things. And then the sea is calling on him. And some of you might sit here this morning and you might say, uh, I'm doing fine, Mel. Well, then the HKC in your life is to pray for others. Because one thing about uh, this time of year is we need a lot of resiliency. Who's ever heard of that word resiliency? You know what the number one thing to resiliency is? Support. Oh, you know, God knew it. You know, he wants to be our primo support. Okay. But he wants us to also trust enough to gain the support from others. And Summit's the perfect place to be practicing. First of all, asking for support. And second of all, giving support. And there's a whole team of people called faculty and staff where we'd love for you to come to us if you're, if you're struggling. If you're struggling having a, having a safe place, we can be your safe place. If you're struggling with all of the mm, ickiness of life, with unmet expectations like my son Alfie was doing, with all of those uh, messages that you're getting from home, with all of the messages you're getting from different people around school, with, with the pressures of actually finishing your assignments, recognize that your support is here. And then last but not least by far, remember the HKCs. Muscle, they need to become like muscle memory. In other words, you need to do it so much that it's the first thing that you do. Like the reason why Psalm 91 is my mental health chapter is regardless of like, you know, I don't know if a lot of you know this, but like I had a sister-in-law die. I had a father-in-law die. I had uh, my mom die when Alfie was only nine months old. I had my my dad died six years ago. My sister, terminal illness, and she died five years ago. I had our fam like we've had a lot of stuff and crisis in our family and a lot of things to work through and the resiliency came the ability to to walk through all of that and know that i know that i know that i know that i'm okay and that god's on all of it came from a lot just meditating on psalm 91 when you're looking for resiliency the first thing you need to do is, is make connections or gain support. Another way is to avoid seeing the present stress that you're in as insurmountable. It's not. The Lord says it's not. He'll be there with you. He'll help you. He'll draw the right people to you to help you. And you're not alone. I think that's the biggest enemy. That's the biggest lie of the enemy. And especially around here, as we cycle through to the end, it's that people begin to start feeling very alone. And I understand that because academics in and of themselves are very isolating. Okay. Like you feel lonely. You have to sit there. You have to produce, right? You know, it's, it 
But he can be there with you. He can be inspiring you. He can be the one that's like sitting there saying, what about that? What about that? Don't forget this. He could draw things back to your mind, things that you've read. He wants to be a part of the whole process. And you've got lots of friends around you. And like I said, faculty and staff around you. Another thing that promotes resiliency is to take decisive action and move towards your goals. You know why people procrastinate? Because there's, there's intimidation there. There's fear of what it is. Like, sometimes I say, well, you know, their, their papers are a little like, yeah, but they were out till 2 a.m. Didn't seem to be too off to do something like that. And I'm like, no, I know, but I get it. We, we will do all sorts of things that have nothing to do with the thing that we are intimidated or fearful to do. Or it just pay, takes too much energy that's isolating and not something that jazzes us. So we leave it till the very last. But resiliency in November says, these are the goals and I got to get going on them. And saying no to a lot of different things that, you know, we could have said yes to in September and October. Another thing that boosts resiliency is nurturing a positive self outlook. And that was where I was telling you the story of Alfie. Like, he sat there, 88% is a fail, you know, uh, this is, I can't do this, mom. This is, this is just, like, I'm just a reject. I'm awful. If you get me a tutor, it means I'm nothing. I'm like, oh, you know. And then I said to him, dude, that's not true. That's, that, that's just not true. And he cognitively reset just like that. And he goes, fine, fine. And he just kind of, you know, he went out the re- went through the rest of his night. And the next day, he gets back in the car and he's like, la, 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 la. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, well, I asked my teacher. I found the answer. It's just one little thing. Oh, duh. You know, and he's been fine ever since. And I'm like, oh, my. And how many times do we do that? Right? We... We just obsess and obsess and we do not nurture a positive self-view of ourselves. And it's the negative self-view that actually polarizes us or paralyzes us. And God says to, to us in Psalm 91 that, that he's there for us. And we can shelter ourselves with him at any point. And we can be remembered that he's right there with us at any point. And our struggles don't define us. At all. And there are plenty of people around to support us. First of all, him. Another thing that promotes resiliency in in November is taking good care of ourselves. Do you realize that there's a direct correlation between uh, lack of sleep and a rise in anxiety in young adults? It's funny how they do an actual study on young adults. Why would that be? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe because young adults are notorious for not getting enough sleep. I don't know. I don't know. But um, there's a direct correlation according to the uh, abstract that I just read regarding lack of sleep 
and anxiety. So I could just yak on forever. But I wanted us to just have a couple of minutes to live out the number one thing for resiliency. We've already remembered that he's our shelter. In him we can trust. We have already been reminded that we need to, just like muscle memory, get those HKCs down. What does H stand for? What does K stand for? And what does C stand for? Okay, so we know that. But what's the number one thing for resiliency? Support, right? So I wanted to just end chapel today a little bit um, differently. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to pray for a couple of people around you. And I want you to pray for them, but keep this in mind. Okay? Ask the Lord to ignite their will. In other words, to help them do their work. Meet their goals. Think kindly of themselves. Okay? And to remember the HKCs. Can you do that? Can you just like, just band around a little bit if, and just pray for each other, remembering those things. Ignite their wills, Father, to do their work. To remember that you are there. To speak to themselves kindly. To think of themselves well. And to ignite the HKCs. Because... You know what? We get tired. We get grumpy. We start to give up. Doesn't mean you have to run out of here like a bunch of, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free at last, you know. But be reminded and recognize that all around you is support. And we are here. So let's just take a few moments to just... Turn to the person beside you or behind you and pray.